one. Oh my god. Yeah, it's not a fun burden to bear, is it? <laughs> oh no. Uh, I okay. bet the audio is going to be oh. fucked because I'm going to be walking away from the mic without trying it. I'm going to be facing slightly different directions. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. It'll match mine. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I just need to... <laughs> if I if this place was slightly more haunted and there was more creaking noises... <laughs> this place might be haunted. Maybe that's the problem. Oh, man. Maybe. I have woken up a couple times thinking that I hear somebody saying my name. I was just, weird. I thought you were going to say, like, I woke up and, like, there was, like, an old woman standing over me. Like. <laughs> yeah, that might do it. That would definitely mean haunted. <laughs> this, hey, uh, this is a little bit suspect at this point. This is, uh, I don't know if that was in the lease agreement. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do our, uh, Supernatural Spectacular at Tyler's house. It's all good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck okay. it. Alright, welcome back to Ergle Burgle, everybody. My name's Mike. Yeah, hey, everyone. Welcome back to sleep. My name is Tyler. And uh, Tyler convinced me that we needed to do an episode about our musical tastes. Uh, yeah. I'm going to try to broaden it to other art, but I probably won't have much to say about any of that. I don't even know what to say know, about whoa. my music, honestly. Because I was thinking about it today, we'll getting ready. some stuff out of it here. I feel like I'm just going to be embarrassed. Yeah, same, but it's okay. We'll figure it out. Well, I think that it's appropriate, though, to talk about arts and culture, because today, on our continuing Primark series, we're going to take a look at the Primark that I, I think we mentioned before. Tyler got on his personality quiz, which was fucking wild to me, that he ended up with Fulgrim. I did, yeah. So Fulgrim is, like, the best one, right? He's the nicest of all the Primarks. And he's number one. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct, right? That's how it works. I still haven't looked it up. I'm still waiting. I've been waiting all week to find out if he's good or bad. It's kind of funny because I've been a little bit active in some, like, Warhammer communities. I've been asking questions and stuff. And I was asking people about different Primarchs and, like, like how would you feel about, like, a loyalty swap Primarch? Like, and people were chiming in with, like, I think this Primarch is more compelling this way or that way. But yep. there's one guy that had some interesting things to say about Fulgrim, and I, I loved it. And it'll probably come up during this All episode. Right. Uh, uh, great. You'll have to tell us, fill us in what he had to say, I guess, after after we talk about Fulgrim. Yeah. So, do we want to start with the green text, or do you want to just jump right to Fulgrim? Um, yeah, we can. I mean, we can start with the green text, sure. Why not? Because this podcast still is having a crisis of identity. We don't know where to focus. Uh, yeah, no, we're. Uh, I feel like we're slowly finding, like, our place. But I don't know. It's hard. I feel like we're gonna run out of topics. So eventually, we're just gonna start yelling at each other, and that's just gonna be what the podcast is. I yell at you a fair amount, though. <laughs> that's true. Maybe I'll just start yelling back. It'll get real weird. <sighs> Man, I'm like one of those guys that like just treats people around me poorly sometimes, but I hope they know it's in jest. But I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, one day I'll wake up and be like, no, man, I am just an asshole, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, because people like put up with it, and some people even seem to enjoy it. And like, mm -hmm. they seem to get it, but I feel like that's a very like, very like narrow thing to tread. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but... 
I think everybody who's like closest to you know that you don't mean anything by it, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, everyone, you know, everyone loves the people that just, like, when they somebody new meets them, somebody has to take them aside and be like, shh, shh that's just the way he is. <laughs> yeah, you're just that, <laughs> you're just that person in our friend group, it's fine. I don't know. Some people seem to get a kick out of it, at least. Oh, absolutely. I love it, personally. So I got some green text, some have to do, most of them, all of them, well, they have to do with things that uh, I think people might I see are, as being pretty thematically on point for Fulgrim. So, uh, <laughs> All right. and I'm trying to keep the themes going. Uh, we wanted to talk about music taste today as well. So I have a couple that are... Yeah. So you're going to learn before you even know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, we can just talk about Fulgrim and then do a decree text if you want. I mean, if you want. Um, so, yeah, by the way, everybody, uh, I'll talk about different Primarchs and stuff. I do not promise that I've read all the books for each Primarch. In fact, I can guarantee you I didn't. Uh, not for <laughs> each Primarch. But, yeah, uh... that's alright. I do think that I have Basically, if you guys have an issue with it, just <laughs> email us and let us know and we'll delete it. It's fine. Uh, come on the show <laughs> and let us interview you. Yeah, there you go. They're down for, to interview anyone who wants to come on the show. Yeah. I was actually looking into stuff like that, and there's not too many Warhammer-themed podcasts. Well, there's a few, and they're all pretty lore-related. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, that'd be really funny to do, like, a like a exchange where I reveal how much of a fucking idiot I am and how I don't fit in with these people. <laughs> all right. see I wrote down what I named it but let's see if I actually did that correctly all right uh, so I'm just gonna give you a rundown as to what I what I said for Fulgrim in our little game I of, uh, thank loyalist you. or traitor so I said that Fulgrim was loyal so hopefully that turns out to be the case because I feel like I'm loyal I feel like I'm gonna be really surprised at what I hear and I don't know if it's going to be accurate to my personality, but maybe it has to be. I don't know. Maybe I'm holding something deep down inside. Dude, you're Vulcan. Like, it's going to be really funny when we get to Vulcan, because you're going to be like, what the fuck? Or, like, at least, like, what everybody <laughs> thinks about when they think about Vulcan. Because a lot he's one of those primarchs that I find, like, has a fairly generic backstory. Uh, him and okay. Ferris Manis... And are you saying I'm boring? My, no, my backstory is no. Generic? I'm saying like what we the takeaway <laughs> from these primarchs is different than like their backstory because there's so many that have fairly generic backstories where it's like like was a wandering warrior became warlord of their whole planet. Emperor shows up and they high five and then they start the crusade. Like okay, gotcha. Yeah, and Fulgrim kind of falls into that camp, but differently. Um, okay, so Fulgrim. Is the most I'm just afraid that he's going to be, like, the one that kills all the innocents. <laughs> Alright. Just just decimates towns. <laughs> I don't want that. No. So, uh, well, we'll get... So, wait, sorry. Are we doing Fulgrim or are we doing Green Text? I've lost my place. We're going to do Fulgrim. Okay. Let's talk Fulgrim. Alright. Alright. 
Um, so again, doing this off the top of my head, pretty much trying to rely on all the things that I've read from different sources and like, also, if people want to get upset about stuff, just remember that the canon is basically always in flux for 40k. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if I get anything wrong, I guess because it's coming from my fan fiction. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay, so Fulgrim. Uh, Fulgrim uh, grew up on a planet called Chemos, um, okay. which is probably a reference to like chemistry or like chemotherapy. Um, mm -hmm. because the planet was one of these, like, post-industrial nightmares. So, it was, like, a resource planet for, like, outputting, like, raw ore. Um, so, and, and it relied on trade with, like, neighboring planets. The only problem was, uh, you know, in this, like, fall of the, like, previous, well, not empire, but empire of humanity... Like, before the Great Crusade, before Unification Wars, like, they were, you know, this industrial planet. But now, like, it's been so many generations. They've basically been left on their own. There's so much less travel than there was. The machines are breaking down. People don't know how to fix them as well. And so, okay. little baby Fulgrim, our, fabu our fabulous baby boy, um, mm -hmm. he his pod crashes there. And he gets found. And, like, normally, like, resources are so scarce. Because this is, like, again, polluted industrial nightmare. Hence the name, like, Chemos. Um, right. Orphans and foundlings and stuff are often just exile exiled or killed because there's not enough resources to go around. Like, everybody works in these, oh, like, shit. factories and mines <clears throat> to produce, like, you know, like, trade goods. Like, well, processed ore to sell to off-worlders right. because they can't grow much in their own planet because post-industrial nightmare. Um, mm -hmm. Except they because saw this he was so beautiful... Huge, they kept him? What, sir? Because he was so huge, they just kept him. Actually, it was because he was, like... I mean, I'm going to say angelic, but that fits other Primarchs better, but, like, hmm. he... Because he... Honestly, because he was, like, a perfect, beautiful baby boy. They're, like... All right. We can't kill something. Nice. I like. Yeah. I like where this is going so far. I mean, most people would probably say that, like, Fulgrim was probably, like, the hottest Primark, depending on, like, what, you know, revs your engine. But, like, no, undeniably, he was fabulous. <laughs> like, I won't get into conjecture about sexuality or anything, but there's, there's people That's that okay. say, like, he comes off as, like, you know, pretty effeminate and, like, they speculate about sexuality and stuff, but, like, you know, I don't care. That's not really brought up about those primaries. Fulgrim was fabulous, yeah. and he was beautiful. So Perfect. he was raised, <laughs> and, like, like all Primarchs, had an aptitude for basically everything, including okay. being smarter than the average bear or tourist. Okay, let's sip. <laughs> you're, you're a little Fulgrim. You'd ab you would, no question, you would be Fulgrim. Little cat yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, Fulgrim, you know, very quickly, uh, like, I think it was like by the time he was like eight, he was working like an adult shift on Chemos in one of these factories. And, okay. like, very quickly he became able to do like more or better work than an adult. 
And then, like, once he started actually hitting, like, Primark maturity and started, like, getting huge and even smarter than everybody else, then he realized, like, with his innate knowledge that the machines they were using, like, basically in terrible states of disrepair because of, like, the fall of, like, the previous, like, galactic human organization, he's like, well, mm-hmm. I actually, I can fix these. These are all running at, like, really low efficiency. So, sure enough... He basically um, fixes all the machines in, like, his first factory, and then he becomes, like, the foreman or whatever. And then, so, his district starts doing better than others, because, like, for less work, they can exceed production quotas. And his, like, teachings on, like, how to fix shit um, spread out until eventually the planet is able to not just, like, get by, but produce enough surplus to draw the attention of like like uh, off-world traders so that they could start bringing in resources and people didn't have to like fight to survive the same way they could like it wasn't just like working to death it was working to get by no longer working to okay. survive and so because right. of this like because everybody was working to survive for so long arts and culture had basically died off completely on Chemos. And mm. Fulgrim lamented this loss, and he wanted to bring that back. So he started becoming like a patron of artists because um, he wanted to see, you know, post-industrial nightmare world be brought back to like a standard of beauty. Like, he, he grew up with that. Okay. He wanted for everything growing up, basically. He grew up and like built himself, like, hauled himself up by the bootstraps to, like, make the planet actually worth, like, living on again. And he was invested in trying to bring back, like, culture and art to his home world to, like, have something of value. Because, well, like, Fulgrim can be kind of, like, like, just kind of, like, what do you say, like, admonished or something as, like, being a dandy, like, a fancy lad. Like, he had a genuine appreciation of culture because it was something that, you know, it was a rarity for him. Um, And it was, like, you know, a mark of, like, wealth and success that, like, he could afford to have people making shit that didn't directly have to do with, like, productivity. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um... So far, so good. So far, I like what's happening. So... Fulgrim's working. Yeah. (laughs) So eventually the Emperor shows up, and he recognizes Fulgrim for what he is, and Fulgrim recognizes his father, like, okay, you you must have made me. I've known for a while right. I'm not human. <laughs> right, because he's ten, <laughs> ten feet taller exactly, than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I stand head and shoulders <laughs> over everybody else here. And it's not just because I'm in charge, I don't think. Uh, so he, get, he gets... Um, he, he gets taken in by the Emperor, and he gets matched up with his legion. Now, the, here's the problem. His legion, uh, Astartes' legions, I believe it's actually, so he used to say they're all 10,000 strong. I think now, I think it was like, it's changed throughout history by like a, like an order. It's like, they used to, oh, there's a thousand Astartes to every chapter. Oh, there's 10,000. I think it's 100,000 now. I don't know. Um, okay. I can't remember. Whatever. But... Anyways, yeah. it's canonical that when he was reunited with his legion, there's only 200 of them left living because um, many legions had, like, genetic flaws. 
where like each like we kind of talked about like each Primarch is like different in personality and genetics, and they're all derived from the Emperor pretty much. There was a like a mistake basically with uh, his legion, and so okay. only two hundred were really viable out of what was supposed to be thousands. And he made this impassioned speech about how they'd make up for it by being like the finest warriors ever known, and like we're you know they were going to be like of worth to the emperor. Okay, yeah. And it was like a very prideful thing. And also, nice. you know, trying to inspire his troops. And the Emperor was so moved that on the spot he decided to rename the Legion to honor Fulgrim and call them the Emperor's Children uh, because oh, he was so moved by the speech. Nice. Here's the thing. Fulgrim, obsessed with perfection, obsessed with being better, obsessed with doing better from the ground up. Like, really? Yeah, so he wanted to improve Chemos, like... So he made okay, things more well, I guess, efficient. I guess this is where we differ. This is uh, this is where we're different. He was like <laughs> his legion had like a serious appreciation for like arts and like culture and like the best things in life. Um, and this is why, like in the chat with like the guy we we're talking about different primarchs, um, I said, "Be honest with me. How fabulous are you?" And he said. Uh, well, I, I personally identify with Fulgrim. I come from old money. All my friends are raging homosexuals. And uh, my favorite <laughs> things in life are a good cognac and caviar. And I was like, fuck, okay, yep. fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> well, well, shit, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you own that, I've never, bro. I've never had either one of those things. <laughs> a homosexual or cognac? <laughs> yeah, or the caviar. And I, I'm not disparaging. That's literally what the guy said, and I, I think it's great. I, I, I think Fulgrim's awesome. Um, so uh, he was kind of different from... It's one of those things, whenever you talk about the Primarchs, they're like, either they didn't get along with anybody, or they get along with everybody. But it's always like, they hate <laughs> one guy, and then they have a best friend, and then they have somebody else they talk to sometimes. You could, I'm sure right. you could draw a chart, but it would basically be like half the people really like Horace. Uh... But, okay, gotcha. Like, <laughs> lots of people hate uh, Russ, but um, right. Yeah. And there's a few people too inscrutable to know. Uh, but <laughs> like, there's a good quote that kind of like, well, obviously I won't be able to quote it verbatim because I'm going off my memory. But uh, so another Primarch shows up on Earth, Terra, and I won't say who because maybe it comes up later. But um, they from their home planet. They had, like, their artisans prepare, like, thousands and thousands of statues and sculptures and, like, works of art to help furnish the Emperor's palace to show, like, look at me, this is a tithe to the Emperor kind of thing. And Fulgrim was absolutely floored. He thought it was the coolest shit ever. And <laughs> he was like, oh my god, I want to be like that guy. That guy's awesome. Like, that other primer, yeah. holy shit, I'm so jealous. And, yes. um... So Fulgrim's big thing was he had uh, his his favorite brother was Ferris Manus, and Ferris okay. Manus uh, it's it this this whole thing gets like attributed different ways, but Ferris was known as the Gorgon. Um, Interesting, and, you know, like from Greek mythology, 
Um, and yep. it's thought that Fulgrim gave him this name because Fulgrim was, uh, he was, what was it, a Phoenician. And he was, uh, you know, so obsessed with, like, aesthetics and, like, status and, like, right. being, like, larger than life. And Ferris Manus was a much more practical man. The two got along really well, though. Um, okay. Even though they were different like that. They challenged each other to make, who, like, who can make the better weapon um, in a forge. Nice. And apparently they forged for three months straight without taking breaks. And wow. they were both so impressed with the other's weapon that they both declared the other one winners. And so okay, nice. <laughs> Fer- uh, Fulgrim made a, a giant hammer called Forge Breaker. And okay. um, Ferris made fire, fire, Firebrand or Fire Sword. Flame sword. Anyway, there's a flame sword. He did. Nice. It does what it says on the tin. And so yeah, they traded. That's exactly what it is. So then they traded, and it's like, now we're best friends. Nice. Um, so he's an interesting guy. But here's the thing. This obsession with being the best, like, making up for the deficiencies of his legion, like, being like an urchin from, like, this backwater world. Well, you know, then he became, like, the ruler of the world. But, like... He felt yeah. like he had a lot to prove, especially because, like, okay. with that speech with the Emperor and everything, like, he was like, oh, shit, I need to deliver on this. Yeah, I mean, if he said it now, he has to actually do it. He had to live up to it. So he was filled with insecurities and doubt. And mm. uh, Okay, uh, we're back to feeling exactly like that now, so good. Okay. Um, Makes sense. Anyways, <laughs> so that kind of comes to a head at the big turning point is he goes to a planet... And this planet, it's all snake people. And these snake people... Oh, shit. <laughs> um, all seem to be uh, worshippers of these, like, false gods. And so... Uh, oh, no. Like, he... Uh, like, disregards, like, tactical advice on, like, how they should invade the planet. And he's like, no, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I, I need to prove how cool I am, how, mm. how great my legion is. So they drop to the surface... Gotcha start purging the planet just a full xenocide and then oh, he finds <laughs> a temple uh holding up so this temple like the center of this civilization it's like all the snake people are fighting tooth and nail to defend it and finally they wipe all of them out and inside the temple yep. in the middle of the pedestal is this giant sword and right. so full, is it the flame sword <laughs> no. no it's this big sword and uh <clears throat> Fulgrim takes it as a trophy, and oh, everything starts to go to shit. Uh, yeah, isn't that one of the questions on, on the thing? It's like you find like a like a Xenos weapon on the planet. Do you take it for your own? Did you did how did you answer that? I don't I don't remember how I answered that, but I don't think I said take it for my own. Okay, I might have though. I, I, might, say, I might actually I might have actually thought ah, it my own. Ah, beans. <laughs> but uh, so that makes sense. He took it. And uh, a demon lived in that sword. Oh, shit. And this demon fed on Fulgrim's insecurities and played up on them. And it became like heroin for uh, Fulgrim. Like, anytime he had doubts or insecurities, the sword kind of, like, doubled down on that. Anytime he started thinking a bit more rationally, it kind of clouded his judgment. Like, there's times where, like, other Primarchs would come to his aid in war, and he always took that as, like, a slight. Like, you're insulting me by saying I need help. And this kind of, okay. like, broke down a lot of the relations he had with other people. 
And so eventually, Fulgrim, like many others, fell to chaos. Well, shit. You had me up until the end. (laughs) (laughs) So that doesn't sound too much like you, I don't think. No, I mean... You're not much of a dandy. No, definitely not. And I don't really, like, care about prestigious things. Like, I would never buy cognac or caviar. I mean... Blah. Gross. I mean, I'd try both. I have no idea what cognac's really like, really like. I'd probably, I'd probably try both. Like, but I don't think I would enjoy definitely caviar. I don't think I would enjoy that at all. No. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I don't think I'm like. Yeah, I don't care about having the best clothes or looking the best or anything like that. Well, you well, have yeah. said to me though, like I don't understand why people put like spoilers on cars, and you do that because like you don't want things to look stock. Like, you, yeah, you think true, guess, it yeah. looks better to, like, customize things. Where I, I I find a lot of those things come off as, like, ostentatious or frivolous. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. That's fair. I guess, like, certain things. Like, I mean, when I was in high school, I was definitely all about, like, Air Jordan stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all I wore, like, especially shoe-wise. So, I mean, I guess there was a point in my life, but now, I mean, I'm completely different now. I literally have a drawer full of, like, I probably got 15 just plain black t-shirts, and that's what I wear every day. And I think to myself, unrecognizable from the Tyler I knew. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh. But yeah, I don't know. Seems weird. I mean, I could definitely relate to some parts. Like, I probably absolutely said that I would take the thing. (laughs) (laughs) You were lying. (laughs) I probably probably definitely said that. I probably definitely did it. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, it's not a tragic story if you think the guy sucks all the way through the story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had some high points there in the beginning. That's why I was really rooting for him. Yeah. And And then I was like, well, shit. I mean, like I never got a, I never liked uh, Catcher in the Rye because I thought Holden Caulfield was a dick throughout the whole story. So like, <laughs> I never resonated with me because there, like, there wasn't, yeah. there wasn't anything I enjoyed yeah. about the character. All right. So basically, you just built me up to crush me. That's it. No. <laughs> How dare you? That's what. That's what the. Uh... The Primark did. They just built him up to crush us. Oh, I thought you meant I. I'm not the one that said you were Fulgrim. I've said you were Vulcan from the get-go. <laughs> all right, well... I'm curious, too. Once this. you have a better knowledge of all the... So, okay. I will now... Tyler. Uh, yes. <laughs> it is not... It, 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 I don't recommend this necessarily, but I am freeing you to research Fulgrim should you wish. All right, I will. But I will say, spoilers ahead, because, like, you will... It will invariably... Stop texting me. Now that's in the audio. Uh, I'm not. Like, no, somebody <laughs> did. Um, like, invariably, there will be spoilers where it will mention other traders. So it will kind of spoil some stuff for you. But I figure okay. uh, it, it's fine to loosen the reins a bit. Uh, you are my right, pupil. Cool. You are free to research Fulgrim to your heart's content. Sounds good. Well, so far, I'm not doing so good with my uh, choices because clearly he's a traitor. And. I put that put him as a non-trader, so 
So far, not good. <laughs> yeah, zero so far. I will say though. Yep. Also, it occurs to me, Ferris's color scheme was purple and gold, so I feel like you'd be pretty down with that. No, I like that. Or yeah. not Ferris. Jesus, Fulgrim's Fulgrim's color scheme was purple. Yeah. And gold. Nice. I like that. All I like right. That a lot. All right. I guess uh, that was great. I'm excited. So I'm excited to, to hear the. I'm excited to hear about the rest of them. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what Vulcan does now. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, now we're we're in our episode. We're we're covering music specifically, but yeah. I mean, arts and culture well, kind of more yeah, generally. M- music speaking. and m- music and art, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll go. I guess you can probably read that green text now, and we'll we'll go from there. All right. Be me. Thirty minutes ago. Want to coom. Go to slash gif. Have mute. So that's like one of the, the 4chan pages or boards for no, okay. porn. Uh, okay. Go to slash gif. <laughs> have, music, have music playing in the background. Go on the webms with sound thread anyways. Slowly spanking as I scroll through. Fine. Oh my god. Can you stop with the goddamn tech notifications? Slowly spanking as I scroll through. Find some good shit. Start to speed up. Really into it. Suddenly tune into the music in the background. Runaway by Kanye West. I nut to the gif. Just as I nut, it gets to the last part of the song. Let me be honest. Kanye starts singing in the weird, distorted part. Post-nut clarity combines with unintentional... Post-nut clarity combines with the unintelligible but clearly sad lyrics. I lean back in my chair, and I actually start to cry. I go <laughs> I go to wipe the tears from my face, and instead I smear my own cum across it. Oh, no. So that was my evening. How about you guys? Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> That sounds like the worst oh situation. God. <laughs> I mean, maybe oh, this so is too gross. much. Maybe this is too personal. I don't beat off to music, do you? No. I mean, it sounds like you use, you know. I've if, never done it. If you're using a GIF, I mean, that's that's like a purely visual format, typically. Yeah. Like, so. Oh, man. That's weird. That is weird. I didn't know. I can't imagine doing that. Like, I want to clean up and get rid of that as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to lay back and sit with it. <laughs> get rid of that. It's fucking disgusting. Move on. Yes. Move. That's what post-nut clarity is. One of the first things you think with post-nut clarity is, why the fuck did I do that? Like, I got to go clean up. Every time. That was a mistake. Fuck, man, that's bad. Oh, shit. That was, yeah, that was, that was funny. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed I've, it. I've yeah. heard of people that, like, sneezed right when they came and they end up, like, coming in their own face or something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You've heard, like, a personal story of that happening? Like, someone you know, or just... <laughs> I don't know, just, like, on, on... No, so not somebody I personally know, not, like, me. Okay. But, like, you All know, right. going around to different websites and stuff or just like shooting the shit with people like online i've heard of stuff like that okay 
Because, like, you know, it's like an involuntarily, involuntary, like, uh, uh, what would you call it? Like, convulsion. So it's like drawing your body in close, and like, what do you know, before long, your your full mass is pointed right at your chin. (laughs) Oh, no. That would be so bad for people with beards. (laughs) So bad. So bad for anybody. I don't know why. I'm going to make you a walk me plank. Uh, oh, man. Won't mind the barnacles. <laughs> oh. Captain yeah. Alright, that was a good one. feared pirate. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> you know what it implies. <laughs> Keel hauling was a completely different thing for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm looking oh, to get some sorry. boarding action, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh my god uh, uh, alright that was good that was good alright so we said that we were going to do like arts and music for today uh-huh. as our as our topic uh-huh. so I mean I kind of like I like the topic because you know art I guess kind of one of the main reasons we started talking about 40k I mean you keep sending me pictures of 40k stuff it's beautiful on and on like tuesdays and thursdays which is what are they again oh it's it's terminator tuesday terminator tuesday and is there something for thursday well okay so it was supposed to be it was supposed to be from what i understood uh terminator tuesday thunder warrior thursdays but the guy only made the gift the, the gift for uh terminator and he labeled it thursday uh Okay. <laughs> I don't know of any Thunder gotcha. Warrior gifts, honestly. Um, Alright, cool. So, some dude messed up. But anyway, the art really... You could say that about almost everything in 40K. Talking about it. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I'm sorry, you, I, I'll get that clear on audio. You could you could say somebody messed up basically applies to every part of 40K. Is there was a plan, <laughs> and it worked until it got fucked. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's the way it seems so far. But anyway, so that was like what drew me into 40k. So that's kind of how that that all started. So that's why I'm using I'm going to use that as a se- segue into talking about art because if it wasn't for the 40k art, I mean maybe we wouldn't talk about 40k. Maybe I wouldn't be interested in it at all. Who knows? If it was a purely text format, I don't think I would have been as into it because the art is. What would you call it? It, like, drives your imagination, and it's, like... Absolutely. ...inspiring in that way, and it makes, like, it... There's definitely a word for it that I'm reaching for. It's, like... Yeah, it just really sparks your imagination and gets your, like, your wonderment going. Yeah. It's, like, look at the size of that lad and the, the giant shoulder pads. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, it's, it's easy to, like, you know, explain stuff with words and use imagery and all that stuff, but I find... If you actually, when it comes to like specific stuff, like fantasy, fantasy stuff, I mean, you really do need that picture. That it, really draws you in. It really helps because sometimes they'll describe something that is so foreign to you that like you kind of need a visual reference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck, like literally just the other day I watched this like 14 minute video about, all about the design of the bolter, like the, the de facto main weapon of space marines 
And it was just talking about the okay. people that designed it or came up with it and the people that work at, like, Games Workshop now and how they feel about it. And, like, um, like for some people, it's like, <laughs> it was a gun design for a toy soldier, beginning and end of it. And then other yeah. people are like, well, I mean, there's a reason we, like, came up with it being so fucking over the top. For instance, like, it doesn't fire bullets the way we think of bullets. It fires technically, what are technically rockets. Um, okay. People liken it to, like, the easiest, like, reference is, like, imagine, like, one of those, like, grenade launchers that has, like, chambers that, like, you don't need to, like, break the barrel and just, like, you know, like an auto-loading grenade launcher. It's, like, the easiest okay, comparison, yeah, but that doesn't really... That doesn't really cover it because it's technically a rocket. So once it, it, it gets fired, it's actually just getting ignited and propelling itself towards the target at increasing speeds. And then it has a mass reactive head. So once it's like the mass reactive like effect takes like, you know, two milliseconds to activate or whatever. With the idea being that it punches through enemy armor. And then once it's inside the armor, it detonates to do maximum damage. Right. That sounds devastating. Yeah, but that's I mean, just you could, you could explain that, but, like, I want to see that. <laughs> exactly. It's just words. So, and I mean, uh, each picture, is that worse at le- it's worth at least a thousand of the fuckers. And I think since pixel resolution has come so far, we might even say it's more exactly. than a thousand. Maybe that's what yeah. 4K really means. 4K <laughs> resolution means 4,000 <laughs> words. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. And a lot of those words are viscera and gore. <laughs> Alright, so, like, what would you say is your favorite type of art? Is there any any historical yes. art that you like? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, here's the boring answer. Um, I technically, like, there's better words for what I'm going to describe, but I like colorful art. <laughs> I typically like high okay. contrast art, um, and all right. almost all of it, I prefer realism where possible. Uh, okay. Like, I, I don't do much for, uh, or, like, interpretive art doesn't do as much for me because I just, like, it sounds really bad, like, because it, it's, I think part of it's like my stupid objective-based brain where it's like, well, this is realistic. And here's, like, two paintings of a ship. This one has much finer detail and is, like, much more interesting. Yeah. This one's far more basic. I say that... Th- I, I declare this saying. piece of art to be superior. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I get I, it. Like, yeah. I also uh, feel that same way. I don't... I, don't uh, I like lots of color and realism. I don't, I'm not one for all this, like, I don't know, abstract stuff. No. And I, I do, like, in my spare time, I do actually look at a lot of, like, web-created art that, like, artists post. Um, not necessarily web-created, but, like, they're they're hosting it on different web forums and stuff. And there's some that I take time to go through, but I find some of the stuff that resonates with me more is uh, if it has, like, a strong realism component. And, I mean, it, it, there could be, like, fantasy in it, but, like, drawn in a realistic perspective. So, like, right. you know, you could be drawing, like, a big goat demon, but, like... You know, it's drawn in a realistic style. It's not... Okay. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I wrote down a few things I, to try I, to explain. I know what you're saying, but uh, I do like that. I also kind of like um, like somewhat cartoony 
art sometimes. Like, uh, I like character, caricatures. I can't even say that word. But I do like those. It's a toughie. Um, yeah, it is a toughie. But uh, I've seen some, like, art done from... There's this one artist. He's pretty... He's, like, local from to where we live. <laughs> oh, you almost and, gave us uh, away there. I was biting my I lip. almost gave it away. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he's, he's local, and... He does like kind of cartoony stuff, but I really like it because it's, it's very colorful, it's very vibrant, but it's less realism. So it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm just re- maybe I just really like the color. I mean, you could classify some stuff that's like kind of like a caricature. Some of it comes off as uh, like hyper realism, where it's like you're focused so much on like a certain detail that it's like. It's drawn, like, photorealistic, but with the emphasis put on certain parts or something. Right, yeah. The other thing I really like is, like, sometimes if it's just something, like, really high contrast, um, like, if you did, like, a black, like, silhouette of, like, a tree branch and limbs and stuff, and then, like, behind that, like, the, there's a bunch of, like, soft pink watercolor or something. It's like, this is, you know, cherry blossoms in spring. That stuff can be yeah. really awesome, too. Like... When it's like that is true, yeah. When it's really stripped down, like oh fuck, what are they called? Ah, oh, I have a bunch of their posters upstairs. Ah, oh, fuck, I forget that artist's name. I'm gonna be upset now. I might, I'll edit it in later. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, give me five seconds. Give me a five second pause. Put it in post. <laughs> I shut the fuck up. Give me the five second pause so I can edit, enter their name in. Yeah, that's fine. That's enough. I'm sorry I yelled at you to shut no. the fuck up. But, uh, it's okay. We talked about it in the beginning. We cleared it up. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's my apology. Um, but like they draw like a lot of like a lot of uh, works that are like high, like black on white. Um, but like when the color is introduced, it's like more powerful. Like okay, it's, I think I know what you're you talking know, about. It's yeah, like but it's like yeah. I don't know. I, I love shit like that too. Um, and that sometimes comes off as like more graffiti style. I'm not going to sit here and say like Banksy's the greatest artist to ever live, but like I definitely appreciate some of his stylistic choices. Yeah. I like graffiti type stuff. Um, I need to be able to read it though. That's a huge problem. Yeah, that is a huge problem. What kind of hieroglyphics are this? These giant bubble letters. Yeah. Like graffiti artists need to learn how to write properly. Let us read it. If you want us to know what your gang is, just picture like, like a show, the, like do it better. An elementary school teacher is just like in an alleyway with a yardstick, just rapping on the knuckles of gangbangers. <laughs> so how is anybody supposed to know that this is your territory? This is completely illegible. <laughs> do it again. Uh, yeah, it's like all overlapping and stuff. Ah, oh, drives me nuts. Uh, that's it. I oh, guess. I'm supposed to look at it upside down and be high. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the only way to know what it says. But yeah, I don't really get like I'm. I'm not one to go to a museum. I find them very boring. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't see the. I don't see the hype in the Mona Lisa. I'm gonna be honest. 
may get some flack from that, but like I don't I don't get it. Well, I mean to support your claim, uh, Mona Lisa's. Some people say it's only popular because it's been stolen before or like attempted to be stolen before, and that that is yeah. put like that has hyperinflated its value beyond like other Da Vinci works. Like I think like like the Vitruvian Man I think is like. Even if that's, like, a sketch, I think that that is, like, a very interesting piece. Okay. Da Vinci also, like, yeah, drawing cocks and asses and stuff. Really? That's neither here nor there, I, but I think it's an interesting... Yeah, tip. I don't know. <laughs> that is an interesting fact. He drew, like, a, like, a, like, an anatomically correct cross-section of a dick going in an ass. Okay. You can search wow. it up, too. Like, it's like, they showed me it in one of my art classes in fucking junior high. Nice. Okay. Cool. Oh, my God. We were all I being mean, groomed by you... the art teacher. <laughs> how do you get someone to pose for that? Uh, he used to dissect bodies. <laughs> That's not a joke. Oh, okay. So, like, certain famous gotcha. artists and stuff, they nailed stuff because, like, they would study corpses to see, like, how muscles worked. So, it's like... Because it's one thing to get somebody to pose for you. It's another, it's like, strain this muscle as hard as you can or whatever. But if, like, you you know, you right. dig up a body and you grab a tendon with some pliers and you yank on it, you can see what the human body's capable of. Yeah, so, like, okay. that, that sense. stuff like that comes up in, like, uh, I think it's Michelangelo's David. Like, the way he's holding his hand out, like, there's a tendon flexing in his forearm or a muscle flexing in his forearm that only shows up if you're, you know, of a certain percent body fat and you're flexing, like, your pinky a certain way is the only time you'd ever see that. So, like, that shows up in that sculpture, and so that shows, like, the artist did their homework, which is mind-blowing. I I think sculpture is, like, the coolest shit, and Michelangelo is my favorite artist for a number of reasons, mostly because of his feud with the Pope. Nice. All right, cool. That was part of the question I did ask. Who your favorite artist is? Michelangelo. That's that helps. Michelangelo didn't he do like mostly sculptures? Did he do any? He was painting? a sculptor, and he also painted okay. the Sistine Chapel. Uh, yeah, and, okay. Uh, he was basically hired on as a joke. Like people tried to set him up for failure because he wasn't a painter, but the man wow. had a mastery of three D perspective. So like the right. the Sistine Chapel, when you look at the roof a lot of the time, it looks flat. It's not. It's in many parts, it's curved. And the easiest comparison is to like the inside of like the bottom of an egg carton with egg carton with like, you know, like all these curved bits that meet up at points. So there's a lot of ceiling looks like that, but he painted it so that if you look straight up, it looked flat from your perspective. So like he'd stretch the paintings over those curves so that like from the right perspective, it was right. He is also, some people, attribute he's the originator of a certain very famous quote where okay so the pope popes were not always nice guys in fact a lot of the time they weren't and uh the pope at the time i think it was i think it was like a borgia or something anyways um, i wouldn't be able to tell you don't know anything about any fucking i i bet (laughs) you would know but anyways um they because she loves art and she loves her history but uh Gotcha. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend is an artist, so I do have certain uh, appreciation for art, and she'd probably be disappointed yeah, I was gonna say, how you this know, turns out. You know, uh, you know a hell of a lot more than what I know so far. Uh, you're killing it. 
I had I a lot of her friends have like art degrees and stuff. So I they're all shaking their heads in shame. Um, but that's all right. Uh, so they can write Michelangelo's up. We'll interview. Him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come fight me on the show. Uh, so like Michelangelo is up on this scaffolding on his back painting the ceiling and the Pope comes yep. in and he's like in a rage and he's like like when why is this taking so long like when do you expect this is going to be finished and Michelangelo oh, to the Pope's face replies it will be finished when it's finished yeah like what else so the Pope <laughs> allegedly the Pope beat him with a scepter for that one oh, okay nice <laughs> but so that he's oftentimes considered to be like the person who coined the phrase. It's going to be like it's finished when it's finished, which is pretty great nice. to say to somebody in the authority position of like a pope is pretty badass. Yeah, especially back then, the pope was like the end all be all back then. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't fuck with yeah. the current pope. He used to be a bouncer. I have no idea what he saw in the mean streets of Brazil. Yeah, that's true. It's a scary place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, he's cool. Can beat your ass favela style. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's a scary place. I've seen Too Fast. Or I've seen, uh, which one was that? Fast and Furious? I was literally about to five? say he was an extra in Fast Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. I know what the favelas are like. Yeah, thank God for that eye-opening <laughs> documentary, Fast Five. <laughs> exactly. Everything in there is historically accurate. I'm pretty sure Max Payne 3 did a better job of explaining Brazil than fucking Fast Five. <laughs> you fucking lunatic. <laughs> Uh, oh and that was God. through the lens of a guy who was high on painkillers the whole time. Uh, yeah. That was no, good. There goes I, the I don't think I ever audience. played any of those games. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played any of those games. I only played Max Payne 3, but it's really fun. Yeah? It looked yeah, good. I mean, if you liked, like, Red Dead, and you wanted more, like, bullet time shoots... It's not bad. Mm. And the story's great if you're like gotcha. a real cynical fuck like me. Okay, yeah, nice. So Tyler, I think yeah. we we talk about some more music too. Yeah, we're, we'll get there. Hold on, I got a few more questions. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Got it. So <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right, so you were talking about art class earlier. I should have jumped in with my story. But anyway, I got a story about art class, okay? So back in high school, I guess, um... I took an art class because I thought it would be easy. Uh-huh, same. And it, it, it was. It was easy. But, uh... Did you have the, the same guy as me? Like, no, I had a, I had a girl. I had Miss... <laughs> yeah. She, she was nice. She was nice to me. I think she had stuff going on, though. Yeah, okay. well, we can't talk about that, uh, I don't think. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's anyway. the Bible. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. Uh... <laughs> Our big, like, end-of-the-year project was we had to make uh, sock monkeys. So, I mean, if anybody's seen those, they know what those are. Dude, They're it's fucking 2021. You can't say shit like that. <laughs> That's, That's fucked true. up. I'm sorry. Apologize. <laughs> anyway, so we now, had to make what, the sock What is the PC <laughs> word for that? What's the PC word for it, Tyler? Uh, material apes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know if I, I should leave better. this in or not. I don't know if I made it worse or not. <laughs> anyway, so the big project was to make the sock monkey. So we all had to like sew our sock monkeys 
And then we had to bring them to the local museum, which basically we had to like pose our sock monkeys all throughout the museum. It was great. I, I had a good time. <laughs> it was actually probably one of my favorite, like favorite things to do in high school because I mean we got out of the school, which was great. And then we just like pose our sock monkeys like a bunch of twelve year olds. It was great. Dude, I can think and of I, so many good places in that museum to pose the monkey. Like, yeah, it was sick. There's exhibits where there's like, uh, what would you call it? Like uh, mannequins of like uh, indigenous people like hunting animals. And if you just had like a pile of like sock monkeys like hanging on their like tanning <laughs> racks, that would be a fucking great photo. Yeah, like we we definitely did stuff like that. I remember, like I vaguely remember one photo, and it was I had them hanging off a rock. So like obviously I didn't have any suction cups or anything, so I couldn't like stick them there. So I had to like use my hands and then try to maneuver it so that I wasn't in the photo, and it looked like he was hanging off this rock and like gonna plummet to his death. It was crazy. I like it. I loved it. Yeah, it was good stuff. Anyway, that's all I really had to say about that art class. But I felt like I needed to add in some, uh, you know, some of me being cultured. So I was one of the only people to do anything <laughs> in my art class. And oh, we were same. given an assignment. <laughs> and uh, we were told to find the answers to, like, this questionnaire. And I was the only person to do it. And the teacher was trying to get people to do it. And he's like, the first person that turns in a completed sheet gets, like, a $10, like, gift certificate to the local movie theater. And so I did it, and I submitted it, and he never gave it to me. And I was going to submit a complaint to the school that said, I did stuff for this teacher online, and he never paid me. (laughs) (laughs) I was advised not to do that. That that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Going back now, would you do it? (laughs) Uh, No, because, like, teachers, like, if you had to deal with any kind of, like, Serious thing like that, that oh my god! Can you hear that when that rings? Because I swear no. to God, I'm gonna tell somebody to eat shit in a moment. Or I can't hear it. Silence my phone. That's probably smarter. Uh, mm. all right. So like, yeah, I don't know. That probably would have been like the third most embarrassing thing to happen to me in high school if I did that. That's but, fair. Yeah. Like. Also, he might have gotten in trouble. We didn't want that. He was that's what I like mean. a nice guy. Like, it's not worth yeah. it to, like, kick. And it's like, I knew no. that he was just, like, I was in a class full of fucking morons or people I didn't give a shit. I don't, like. Same. He, he's that's what art time. seemed to be in high school. Art seemed to be, like, all the people took it as a joke class. And they treated the, the guy teachers that like fucking garbage. took basic math. Absolutely, I took basic math because I thought I had a plan for my life and I turned out to be wrong. Big wrong. <laughs> but sorry. it's okay because I'm making up for it now. We're gonna be we're gonna make this podcast and I'm gonna make lots of money. It's fine. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> Let's edit all this out. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that was my story about high school art class, which was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it, and that was one of the like only times I've ever been to that museum. To be perfectly honest, I don't think I've been there other than that one time. Have you been to any museums outside of that one? Sorry, I walked away from the computer, so, uh, you know, doing my stand-up thing. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, so I didn't want to reply, and it'd just be, like, super faint on the audio. I was also going to see if I could get you to talk more. Um, 
Alright. But, uh, yeah, I've been to a lot of museums, actually. Um, oh, nice. What ones? Let me think off the top of my head. Um, I've been to the Canadian War Museum in Ottawa. Uh, okay, nice. I've been to the ROM, the Royal Ontario Museum. Oh, shit, yeah, I was there, to... too. I went to that one. That was yeah, good one. were you there for the school trip, right? Nope, I was there when me and went away for a little while. I think it was when we went oh. to see Shania Twain. Dude, I saw a statue or like a metal sculpture in there of a woman giving vaginal birth to a deer or vice versa. I can't remember. <laughs> that was some of the wildest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. I think it was a deer giving birth to a woman now. Oh, I don't know which no. is better or worse. I don't know either. Both sound horrifying. Oh my god. That's not what I expected you to say. I thought you were going to say like a big <laughs> metal statue of like a warrior or something. No. That took a boring. that took a hard turn. <laughs> what else? Oh yeah, I've been to, so I've been to the ROM a couple times. Um there was a uh, I've also been to this little fucking podunk. Sorry. It's being rude, but a little fucking podunk nothing museum in Fredericton, where the only really interesting thing was there was this, like, um, this big life-size exhibit of, like, the inside of a trench in World War One, And that was dope. Okay. Like, it was that all, like, timber cool. and sandbags and shit. That was cool. Yeah. I say a little podunk that nothing really museum cool. because I'm not a big fan of Fredericton. Sorry, Fredericton. Didn't have a great time when That's I was right. there for years. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's understandable. It reminds me of the cabbie that drove me around Fredericton one time, and he started talking <laughs> to me about his life, and he was saying like he was yes. from Moncton and all this stuff, and I feel I felt like he wanted me to ask questions. So I was like, "What's Moncton like?" And he starts getting really yeah. steamed and like slapping the steering wheel, and he's like, "Moncton's a fucking shithole." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you needed to get out of that cab right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm changing my destination, and I want you to know where I'm going. Like, yeah, he's talking about how his life got ruined in Moncton. It's like, I don't want to fucking know yeah, this dude. No, bad things are going to happen. That's bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, the ROM had some of the coolest shit I've seen. There was one room where it was like one of those, what do you call it, like a kinetic exhibit where there was these... Okay, so the room was filled with those packing peanuts, right? And, okay, yeah. Um, they weren't, like, attached. They were just, like, free-floating in the room. And then in uh, on the ceiling, there was trash can lids attached to, like, string. And okay. the string was attached to, like, these motors. And the motors had, like, these motion-sensitive cameras or whatever. So that the more you moved in the room the faster the trash can lids went up and down. And so they just smashed down into these piles of packing peanuts and just send them going everywhere in the room. And, like, every That's 15 minutes, like, an attendant from the museum would come in with a broom and sweep the peanuts back into a big pile. <laughs> and this sounds like I'm joking, but it was awesome. It was, it was very that real. sounds like a great job. Imagine if that was your job every day. Just, all right, 15 minutes are up. Time to go yeah. uh, sweep up my peanuts. <laughs> I went to school for this. But, uh... <laughs> like, I didn't have anything uh, like that. I seen nothing like that when I went to the ROM. All I seen was, I don't know, weird, like... I don't even know. There was a fashion section. I'm not even done, dinosaurs. man. Really? Yeah. 
the, uh, dino- the dinosaurs were the coolest part. Like, I yeah. would go back just to see the dinosaurs again. But, like, oh. I didn't see anything else cool. <laughs> I-, I was in the uh, the Natural History Museum in uh, New York as well, and that place was fucking... What's it called? The, the Smithsonian? That place was fucking awesome. Yeah. That sounds um, sick. Also, because you, your dinosaur thing reminded me of that. Um, so there's the peanut, the, the room with the peanuts. In the same room, there's this big thing on the wall where it was all these Petri dishes with bacteria growing on them. And the bacteria were like different colors. And the guy made like this huge mural out of them. And that looked cool as hell. Okay. Um, that sounds pretty cool. And, and so next to that, there was uh, one of the biggest scares of my life. So <laughs> there's the so there's the wall of the museum. The drywall is like busted up. Like there's like studs okay. and stuff poking out, and like poking through this like destroyed drywall is this TV displaying mostly static with like images every once in a while on a loop. And, like, weird audio. And in front of that okay. is this, like, this, like, statue of this old woman. Like, in, like, in clothes with, like, a little cane bent oh. over. And it's very dark in this room. Terrifying. It's very dark in this room. And this old, like, this old woman, like, mannequin or whatever, hunched over in front of it. And, like, you can't see her face because it's right up next to the TV, like, almost pressed to it. And me and, like, a few people are like, holy fuck, like, what is this? So we get up close, and the fucking old woman turns around and, like, walks away. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, we're behind her, like, trying to get... We were like... I mean, the next room over oh, had no. fucking peanuts and trash can lids. We thought for sure it was within the realm of possibility that that old woman, who we hadn't seen move in about five minutes, was part of the... the Display. <laughs> this poor old lady was just out trying to enjoy her day. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. She. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it scared oh, the fuck out. I thought for sure me. she was going to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I can imagine. Because I'm good at storytelling. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Remember the Canadian War Museum? There was an exhibit that I thought was super cool, and it was a German POW from World War II disassembled part of their bed in their quarters and made a functional crossbow out of it and tried to escape from the POW camp, which is fucking mind-blowing sure. to me. That is mind-blowing. So they had, cool. they had the crossbow there. Like that. Man. Obviously, I was looking at the wrong stuff, because everything you're saying sounds super cool. And like I said, all I seen was, like, some people, some mannequins wearing dresses. Well, the, the, the other one was like, at the Canadian War Museum, I will say. Okay, yeah. And a couple dinosaurs. Like, that was it. That's all I seen. It wasn't, like, the dinosaurs were cool, but I left the museum saying that I'll never go back to another museum. And now I had to change my mind. Well, you gotta go to the right ones. Obviously. I figured the ROM was a good one. Man, the I, I think it's the Smithsonian, or whatever the Natural History Museum in uh, yeah, that sounds New cool. York. I'd like to go there. I don't know I, the proper name for. It. I think it's Smithsonian. Really, don't know. Um, it sounds right. I went there. That place is cool because I like. I'm one of those guys that like kind of stereotypically. I like going to like the tribal exhibits or whatever like offensive word they'll use for that, and just look at like 
old-fashioned weaponry and armor. I love that shit. Yeah, I, I did see some of that at the round. That was cool. I did like that. Um, but yeah, that was that was it. Um, yeah, I remember we went to, uh, when we went to Spain, we went to a museum too, but that was all just art stuff. It was just paintings, really. I mean, I remember seeing some right. armor, but not enough to really get my blood going. No. Because no, remember... you, you need some time to think about uh, murder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially on a school field trip. Um, I remember, like, one of the people that we went with, she really wanted to go through the museum, and, like, I didn't, I didn't, had no interest in going looking at paintings, none whatsoever, zero interest, but this poor girl, she had no, like, none of her friends would go with her, and she was, like, asking everybody, she's like, can you, like, you want to go look at the paintings? Can you tell me who it is, and I'll censor it, I promise. Yeah, no one would go with her. No one. No one would go with her. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, this is this sucks. So I was like, all right, come on. <laughs> come on, goes and looks at some paintings. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it was like, I mean, she was. it was fine. Yeah. She didn't really say much. I mean, I was just more so there as, like, a person so that she wasn't alone. But... I don't know. I had no interest in seeing any paintings. No. But, I mean, it was fine. It was a good time, I guess. I enjoyed Spain as a whole. <laughs> I remember in, in the museum in Spain looking at some of the paintings. Like, there's, like, the black exhibits. And, I mean, black, like, the, you know, like, the dark, like, like um, thematic paintings. And that's where I've right, seen, yeah, yeah. like, some of my favorite paintings ever. Because, again, Mike is a fucking okay. edgelord. Um, right. Of course. I don't know. I, I tapped... I, I said this from one of the very early episodes. I tend to gravitate towards some of like the more depressive or sad things. Um, in terms yeah, of my I can media. see that. Um, I, mean, I feel my like th- I do too, but except for like paintings, I don't gravitate towards sad paintings. I gravitate towards the more colorful ones, like I was saying earlier, like a ship at sea. Yeah, but you know what? I don't gravitate towards what abstract stuff. Yeah, I don't understand that. it. Well, like Jackson Pollock paintings. He's like, a fraud. A the man's a fraud. Like, like I could do that. I could throw paint at a canvas. Yeah. And sell it for millions of dollars. And I mean, some artists, it's like, it's really about the culture they build up around their art. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, Andy Warhol was not talented. But, like, I think it was his cult of personality is what really drove the work. And he wouldn't have, like, garnered that if he didn't have at least something appreciable in value. But, like, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Pollock, I think Pollock was a joke. Uh, yeah, like, such a joke. So dumb. But, uh, I remember in Spain I saw some of my favorite art pieces. And I, I don't know if it was just, like, uh, replicas, if they actually had it. Because it'd be wild to think about it now that they actually had it. But, I mean, two of my favorite yeah. paintings. Oh, man, this might say something about me, I just realized. Two of my favorite paintings. <laughs> um, what is it? It's... It's the one that's like, uh, Kronos devouring his son, and it's popped up in memes a lot lately, weirdly, I've seen. Oh, yeah. I, I, that one popped up earlier when I was, like, looking at, uh, when I was doing some research for this episode. That one popped up. I was like, what the hell is this shit? You know, the one with the giant, like, wild-eyed, giant, gray-haired man yes. consuming a body, right? Yes. 
Yeah, it's a fucking. Wa- I love it because it's so. Are you wild. serious? Yeah, that's that one of my favorites. Terrifying. Yeah, I love it. Um, and the other one, right. I, so that, that's I, that's supposed to be Kronos, like the Titan, also from mythology. Uh, we're, we're, this is like a weirdly like self-contained episode, just constantly referring yeah. to things. Um, so uh, it's like him devouring one of his children, Kronos the Titan. Um, yeah, and we know it's not Zeus, or at least it shouldn't be Zeus, no. because Zeus was swallowed whole, <laughs> or most of the children were swallowed whole. Whatever. Anyways, okay. Um, and the other one I really love. I forget what it's called, but it's the one where Ivan. The, it's Ivan the Terrible right after he killed his son. And that's also used in a lot of memes. <laughs> and so it's this very okay. worried man holding like a bleeding young man. <laughs> like a very upset. But okay, I th- yeah, I think I've seen that one too. It's, it's really good as a meme, but I think it's actually just a very powerful piece in general. Um, yeah, I like, can see that. In the way like the red dress and like Schindler's List stands out against like the black and white of the movie. It's like... The, like just the vivid color of like the son's blood is and just like the expression on the father's face is like yeah it's very powerful like I can't even picture what the rest of like the surrounding environs if like the the painting is because like that it draws you in so much right that and basically I mean, I guess every that's sculpt- like the big thing about paintings right like they gotta make it so that it does draw you in like that because yeah. <clears throat> I mean if it was just boring background, like, who would care? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I love sculptures. Good sculptures are amazing. Yeah. I like the, uh, have you seen, like, those paper sculptures that can be, like, unfolded and stuff? Yeah, that's weird. I, huh? I might not be doing it just, that is, it is weird. It's pretty cool how they can do that, though, but it is weird. It is. And I can't, I can't help but think, like, one dickhead during, a like, a demonstration just, like, trips and falls on it. And, like, now they can't, like, fold it back close. Yeah, right? That's, like, I don't know. You, you see those <laughs> clips of, like, news reporters accidentally knocking over, like, a domino display. And, like, the guy who's been yeah. working on it for, like, three days looks like he's ready to kill them. <laughs> well, wouldn't you be? I'd be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why... Dominoes I'm, are, like, the worst thing to try to stand up. I'd make my display out of razor blades so that if you knock it over, you're going to pay for it. <laughs> Did you? S- My fucking cat just pulled a coaster all the way across the table, picked it up and sniffed it, and then just let it drop off the table like a dickhead. Now he's staring at it on the floor, all excited. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, exciting! Yeah, you dropped it on the floor. Good job, fuckface. All right. Do you want a green text? Well, I think we should transition yeah. to music, if that's all right. I think we should too, but first I got I did look up a few art facts and I'm gonna oh talk my. to you right now. And and then and then we're gonna do music, alright? You ready? Alright. I'm okay. glad you're taking such a strong role in this. It's great. I know. Art fact number one. Okay. Art used to be used in the Olympics. It was an Olympic event. Okay? Between nineteen twelve and nineteen forty eight, medals were awarded for painting, sculptures, architecture, Music and literature. Can you imagine how boring that would be now if we watched the Olympics and art was a part of it? I think that's bullshit, too, because, like, an athlete, you're asked to perform the day of. There's no way you're going to an architect, like, like, what, the fucking 100 meter, (laughs) like, the 100 meter (laughs) speed (laughs) sketch? Like, do you have a clipboard and a piece of charcoal? 
I have to draw the referee. Yeah, like how does that even work? No, hundred meter builds. You just build build a house in, in like a hundred meters. Bullshit. All right. Anyway, just have a separate also, thing. Second for it. second fact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fact number two. The Mona Lisa has her own mailbox at the Louvre because all because of all the love letters she receives. So people love this painting so much that they actually gave her own mailbox. Can you imagine simping for a painting? Fuck, dude. No. Never I mind, can't. because there's people that love their 2D waifus enough to get them put on pillows and shit. Never mind, I get it now. I'm mm. not saying I, like, agree. Is... <laughs> I, get, I, I just mean, That's yeah, true, never I guess. mind. Do you know the best part of yeah, having I mean, a 2D I mean, girlfriend, yeah. Tyler? <laughs> I've never had a 2D girlfriend. What, do you know so what the best part is, though? No. She'll never cheat on you. She'll never leave you. Oh, that's, that's, that is true. That's fair. That's a good part. No, it's not this fucking psychopath talk. <laughs> All right. Third fact. Uh, the Art Institute of Chicago Art has facts. a real life version of Van Gogh's famous bedroom painting. And you can rent it out on Airbnb for $10 a night. So if anybody wants to stay in a Van Gogh painting. Is it $10 a night? Ten dollars. Yep. That's nothing. I know. We should go. It's no way. It's ten dollars. That's what it said. That's exactly what the fact was online. Oh, that's bullshit. So if you if you want to believe everything you read online, then there you go. I'm gonna search it up on Airbnb right now while you read I, the it's text. It's definitely like a thousand dollars because and they just misplaced like the period or something because like what Airbnb goes for like less than like fifty bucks for like. I agree. Staring in somebody's like double wide trailer. Yeah, especially in Chicago, like that seems like a lot. Yeah, what you maybe it's because it's part of the school, though. I don't know. Anyway, those Governments. are my facts about. Uh, <laughs> those are my art facts for today. Government art subsidized art <laughs> residents. <laughs> All right, you're you ready to transition to music? All right, I'm ready. All right, do a green text, and then we're gonna go right on over to music. Oh, do you want to hear something embarrassing? Yeah. So this is one of those things where, like, you know how sometimes you forget what's, like, a memory and, like, what's just a story you heard? and some. Have you ever had this issue where, like, you can't remember where this story came from? You can't, you're not even sure if it's yours anymore? Yeah. Okay, so I had the, that with this specific green text. I was under the impression okay. that this was a story that an alcoholic man that I knew told me about the time when he used to drink a lot. Turns out, not. Nah, it's a green text I read. Unless he also read the same green text and told me a similar story. Nice. Anyways, that's one of those weird that's things. That's like the time where I was like, man, I love books, but books can be expensive. I wish there was a place where I could like rent books. Like, like a blockbuster for books. And then somebody said... That's called a library, dumbass. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I thought I was on to something. Uh, that's good. I mean, I like it. All right. Go to bar. Modern jukebox in corner. Start to browse. See Africa by Toto. Put in $500. 50 cents per song. Select Africa. 1,000 times. It takes a minute. People start to stare. I leave the bar. Africa is 4 minutes and 30 seconds. 100 plays is 75 hours. I return a couple days later. 
At hour 48, Africa is still playing. I sit down and I order a drink. The patrons look miserable. The bar staff are irritable. An hour goes by. Finally, the bar owner emerges from the back, furious, starts trying to unplug the machine. Can't. It's too heavy and it's plugged in via an extension cord behind the wall. Patrons try to help. All the patrons except me. I say, it's a good song. Immediately, some dude screams, shut the fuck up. Still can't unplug. You could say it's something a hundred men or more could never do. Patrons and owner are furious and still getting more angry. Owner picks up a chair and starts to beat the machine. The machine starts playing Rains on Africa on repeat. Rains on Africa, Rains on Africa. Everyone is now losing their shit. They continue to attack the jukebox for a good 45 minutes. Somebody gets a shovel from God knows where. Finally, the machine is broken. Everyone cheers. The burr is dead quiet now. I leave. I come back a month later, yesterday. There's a new jukebox. This time, I double down. I select never gonna give you up 1,000 times. Leave. <laughs> I shall return in two days. Finn. Oh, no. Yeah, I love that story. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Can you imagine? I would hate to be in that bar. See, that inspires me, because, like, I mean, inspires is a strong word, but, like, let's say I was in a bar, and for some reason, inconceivably, I get cut off. It would be really funny to take the money that I was willing to spend on alcohol and put it all in the jukebox to play Cotton Eye Joe on repeat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cotton Eye Joe be... Cause that'd be that would be worse. Yeah, because the first one, people would be like, Wee! And then after that, <laughs> slightly less enthusiastic woo, third time people are throwing drinks. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you played it a thousand times in a row, and you would never go back because they would murder you. I mean, if they knew who did it. I mean, you could say they never knew where he came from, didn't know where he go. <laughs> where did he come from? Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> if they could get a bead on you. Uh. <laughs> but I mean, like... I don't know. I, I honestly think it'd be really, really funny to do something like that. Um, that would be funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do like that. That is really funny. All right. So I did find out that it was a so the the nightly rental was a promotional campaign, and it was ten dollars a night. Holy shit! Yeah. Do you know the painting so that they're talking go. about? Ah, uh, yeah. It's a really weird well, perspective. That is kind of weird. I'm looking at it right now. It is kind of weird. It's almost like fish eye, but not. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's okay. Yeah, a lot of Van Gogh stuff is just kind of, like, unsettling on, like, a weird level. Yeah. It's not my favorite. 
No. But that's okay. I'm pretty sure he's one of those artists that died poor. Probably. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. I can see nobody wanting his stuff until he died. For sure. <laughs> Just that prostitute like, man, I shouldn't have spurned him all those times. He did send me his earlobe in the mail once, so I think it is a little justified. The man belongs in an institution. Uh yeah, apparently he just cut off his earlobe, not the whole ear. It's one of those things that okay, the meme well took over. Yeah, right. That's better. Cause, I mean, that makes it so much better. <laughs> yeah, that's really just a matter of degrees <laughs> at that point. <laughs> All right, let's jump into some music talk. All right. Tyler? Uh, yeah. I don't listen to much music anymore. And I'm not talking about the Canadian channel that dedicates itself to providing the (laughs) best music videos to to Canadian teens. I'm talking about, I just, I don't really listen to much music anymore. Like, I often listen to a lot of podcasts because I want something that I can like listen to. Typically while I'm playing a game or something that doesn't require a lot of audio input. Yeah, definitely. Podcasts definitely took over for me as well. But I mean... Yeah. Okay, so let's judge each other here. Let's just give judgment values on each other. When I think about what does Tyler listen to, the first Mm -hmm. thing that comes to mind is, like, rap from 2000 to 2010. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Is that accurate? Yeah, that was pretty accurate. Like, definitely back in the day, that's what I listened to. Nailed it. But I think if I had to pick right now, though... Hey! I would say that I probably listen to like. Sorry, I had to Sparta kick a chair. Okay. Cat was clawing it, so I, I literally like leaned back, on with one foot raised and just s- struck the chair very hard. Nice. <sighs> so we were talking about your love of rap. Yeah, I definitely loved rap back in the day, but I think. For me, music was always based on who I was around. So, like, when I hung out with... When I used to hang out with, like, really, like, rap. So, I started listening to rap. And then... When I started hanging out... When I was hanging out with, like, you... I feel like you liked Green Day back then. So, I would listen to a lot of Green Day. You know? I felt like I listened to whoever... I listened to stuff based on who I was hanging out with at the time. And I feel like I didn't really have a genre that I liked the most until probably now. And right now I kind of like, you know, that indie rock folk type music. Oh, you like those Mumford and Sons. Yeah, exactly. Mumford and Sons, like the Lumineers, like... That type of music. I'm really surprised. That's kind of where I've... Yeah, it's kind of where I landed, which is weird. Is that like... And I don't mean to say this with, like, judgment. And that's not tr- how where mm-hmm. I'm trying to come from. Because we both established we're pretty impressionable people at, at times. Yeah. There's a lot of burps I'm going to have to isolate from that audio track. Uh, but... Okay. I got a lot of sniffles and coughs. It's, it's a lot of Rick Sanchez kind of things. <laughs> But, uh, so, do you think that that was, like, a kind of social chameleon reflex 
where you were just fitting in, like you wanted to listen to what other people listen to, or do you think it was like you just like a passivity, like you don't much care, you don't wish to like request where like the music takes a turn. You want you you're just fine to like be a part of it. Uh no, I think it was more so the chameleon. Like I wanted to know like I wanted to understand everything that other people liked. You know, I didn't want to I didn't want to hang out with somebody and they would like, you know, like something a lot and I would be like, "Oh, well, I don't really I don't really care for that or whatever, but um, I more so wanted to, like, understand why they liked it. And then I just kind of grew to like it, I guess. Because, I mean, honestly, I would say that I genuinely do like rap. And I genuinely do like Green Day. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it's like I didn't have any, I didn't have, I guess I didn't really, like, care about it before. But then when it was shown to me, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I actually do like this. So, like, now I want to know more about it. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I to well, speak was, to this, definitely maybe. in the beginning, like, a chameleon thing. I, and to speak to this, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but from I, what I think is probably a shared experience with us being basically the same age and, you know, growing up together. LimeWire yeah. or other services, but Lime, for me, LimeWire, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. that's how people got their music, was pirating through that. Definitely. And... Yep. I feel like, especially with people that are a little bit less mature, they get very gatekeepy about stuff. Like, you're not a real fan of this band yeah. until, like, you heard, like, their first three albums. Or, like, oh my god, you're not into, like, you're not into Guns N' Roses? Like, what's wrong with you? It's like, my parents didn't sit me down and say, listen, you gotta check out this album. Like, at no point did my parents, like, have a music talk with me. My parents, like, used to play stuff. My dad had a playlist. He used to always play in the car on the way to uh, my piano lessons. Um, And I can't remember too much of that. I know there's Boontown Rats on there. I don't like Mondays. Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it. And I literally can't remember any of the rest. There's probably 12 songs on there. Um, But, like... So, like, you have to, like, go on your own to discover a lot of music. So, like, I know the lyrics to a shitload of Blink-182 songs. Not because I love them, but because my sister loved them. Yeah. And I used to be there playing uh, Nintendo 64, and she'd just be, you know, on LimeWire working on her playlists or whatever. And so I get, like, like, a lot of my music exposure that way. So I thought it was... I always hated it when people were like... Like, oh, I can't believe you don't listen to these people. It's like, how the how the fuck would I know to search for Led Zeppelin until after somebody tells yeah, me about it? exactly. And I, I feel like that same way right now because a lot of our friends are into, you know, classic rock. I don't know a lot of classic rock because my mom was very young when she had me. And she listened to, like, Backstreet Boys and, like, random stuff like that. So my, like... My exposure to music through her was like, you know, when boy bands c- came out and like Aqua and all that stuff. Yeah. So like when literally like when all, all of our friends were like, you know, like you said, listening to like, what'd you say you're listening to? Like Twisted Sister and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. Like my mom didn't listen to any of that. It was literally like, you know, Bon Jovi. 
That was like the hardest it went. That was like the most classic rock I had. And that wasn't even really classic rock. Yeah, because I guess... <laughs> and she listened to a lot of country music and like boy bands and stuff like that. And I don't like... I don't like country music and I don't like boy bands. <laughs> Those are the two things that I like the least. I feel so that. So then when it came time to like hang... When I was hanging out with people and they were showing me like, you know, when I, when I said showed me rap and you showed me uh, Green Day and then I kind of branched out a little bit discovered stuff on my own like that was kind of and I, I didn't really listen to any music until I was probably in high school <laughs> yeah because both both my parents yeah. were born in the 60s to like yeah put it in perspective right yeah mine my mom was born in 1975 yeah it's so. different it's like a completely different uh, different era of music, for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I never knew that. I'm glad we're learning. Yeah, exactly. There's still stuff that we don't know about each other. Who knew? After all this time. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that's kind of... I would... So, you asked me... You, you kind of guessed what my type of music would be. Uh, I don't know what your type of Hold music would be Hold on, I have another right question. Now, but like, I have another question. Like I said... Okay, go for it. Go for it. I want to know what your favorite song is, and if you really can't nail it down, give me your, like, top three. My favorite song? Oh, no. Uh, okay. This might take some time. I might have to think about this real hard. Oh, beans. Uh, all right, hold on. Let me, let me open up some music. Uh, I'm probably going to say right now, currently in my life, my favorite songs will probably be, uh, hold on now. I don't even know the name of it, so there we go. That's how much I love it. Uh, Passengers, uh, Life's for the Living. That's probably like, that's probably like one of my favorite songs right now. I'd probably say that's my favorite, honestly, just because... That was kind of the last stuff I started. I was listening to. So Passengers is kind of in that same genre as Mumford and Sons, like that folky, indie kind of music. Okay. What's your favorite? Well, I mean, you didn't go through all the music foreplay that I went through with you. I don't think I'm just gonna give it up. That's true. Okay. All right. So you think I'm a slut? Why no? <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> I don't want to have to lay it down in episode 9, but yeah. <laughs> I don't want to tell the whole world, but I mean, see what you're saying. You I little mean, Jezebel. We'll <laughs> no, but, um, okay, so I know that you definitely were into Green Day back in the day, obviously. Yeah. Because that, that's, you know, that's what I, that's what I remember the most about your music prowess. So, would you say it's changed since then? I never changed. Green Day changed. They sold out, man. But uh, <laughs> did they? I haven't listened to any of their stuff. Yeah, in a long fuck, time. dude. They're pop as shit now. Um, oh no. It's okay. No, like I don't hate it. I haven't listened to Green Day's like newest newest stuff. I listened to when they did. They did like four albums back to back. They so they took in a new member. They took in a new member, which was mind-blowing for me and was didn't see that one coming and then they released <laughs> uno dos tres cuatro like back to back 
Um, oh, geez. They're not bad, but they're different. Uh, okay. Gotcha. And, you know, I'm going to sound like a hipster. I preferred their old stuff. But, I mean, yeah, I, like, I mean, I haven't listened to any of their new stuff, but I feel like I would also prefer their old stuff. Like, and you color me a poser, whatever. I only got into it because of American Idiot. Because the rest was released, yeah. like, when I was, like, you know, speaking like a baby, probably. But, or not existent. Um, um, I got really into American Idiot. I was that loser, like, dancing around the house, like, with the, the, the booklet from the album trying to memorize the lyrics. And there's a few nice. um, Green Day albums that I still probably know all the lyrics to all the songs on it. American Idiot would definitely be that. Like, it, it gun to my head, you need to sing a full album or I'll shoot you. I would go with American Idiot. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I still could probably nice. do it. Even the entirety of Jesus of Suburbia. A fucking, like, 12-minute song. Jeez. But, yeah, uh, that's a long ass song. But, I mean, that kind of started my trip down to, like, alt-rock kind of stuff or, like, punk-adjacent music. Because, okay. you know, people get very yeah. elitist and gatekeepy about their things, like I was mentioning earlier. Definitely. Uh, I feel like music is one of those things, too, where people are very like uh i guess prestigious about their music or very pretentious like pretentious there you go that's the word i'm looking for yeah like they're pretentious about the music that they listen to for sure yeah it's like they get upset with you if you're like oh like you know i don't really listen to that music they're like what you don't listen to that music like what's your issue yeah okay well i'll blur this you know yeah he got mad at me when i said i was a green day fan when like we were in like junior high because he really or I might have been like elementary. Yeah, elementary would have fit better with that. Uh, he got mad at me because I said I was a big Green Day fan. And he asked me to name three songs that weren't on American Idiot. And I did, <laughs> but he was still mad at me. Because th- that's one of those things that I think that's part of like why I have such a drive to like understand lore. Is in part because I want to yeah. understand memes better. And the other part is because right. I know there's some fucking neckbeard out there that will say, like, I'm not a real fan because I don't know stuff. Yeah. And so definitely. I, I want to fill those gaps. That's the same with me. Same with me. Yeah. That's what I was That's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, I want to know as much as I can so that I can't be called out on anything. <laughs> yeah, which is really unhealthy, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> and, like, people like that, you can just tell them, like, you know, stuff it, whatever. You can like something and not know everything about it. In fact, there was a yeah. uh, a uh, there was a, a Warhammer meme that I was going to send you that I thought was actually really poignant. I have it saved. I'll probably send it or you know you post it to yeah, the social or whatever. Um, yeah. And it was somebody took a meme somebody else had made that said a fandom without gatekeepers is like a castle with its drawbridge down. And then somebody, like, so, like, you know, top text, bottom text. And it was, like, over, like, a bunch of Space Marines fighting. And then somebody over that put top text, bottom text. uh, We play with fucking plastic army men. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, thank God that that other person exists. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's so good. Yeah, so I, I got pretty into, like, pop and punk and stuff, and, like, I'm such a scrub that sometimes I'll literally just go on YouTube, and I'll search, like, top ten best X songs, and I'll, like, search for, like, different yeah. genres and stuff, and... I do that all the time. Yeah, so, like, some, it's, like, that's a good way to, like, get maybe into some stuff, like, there's... 
one thing I really like is usually video game soundtracks often are really good. Um, but yeah. if you had to generalize what I like, it's a lot of alt or punk or rock or metal. And I, I get a little bit elitist about some of this stuff because I find a lot of metal. Like if I want to listen to metal, I want fucking metal. I don't want pussy sad rock. I want like speaker breaking car, like vibrating metal. Like I want right. to listen to like the best of tool kind of thing. Or gotcha, like yeah. that's what I kind of go to for some metal is like like forty six and two. Okay. Like tool is like not one of the best songs ever, but like yeah, there's so much metal. It's like this is just rock with like drawn out vocals. Go fuck yourself. I want like actual rock. Like yeah, actually that makes like sense. the the fake soundtrack that they made for cyberpunk with the the fictional band or fictitious band samurai fucking shreds. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever listened to it. I'd recommend check it. it out. It's and, like not all the okay, songs are I'll great. They're like different, but they're like this is good. Because I I hated like growing up. There's a genre that I'll call falsetto male, and it was like pop. And this is kind of like Usher, and this is kind of like many failed mm-hmm. Usher clones. I will say that's yeah. just like a guy there like mm, girl dance music, and it's like. <laughs> I hate all of you. I don't want you to die in a, a dumpster fire because this is polluting That's my airwaves. Because, you know, I'm also gatekeeping. I like some of that stuff. I like some of that stuff. I'm not going to lie Some of Usher's like stuff some holds stuff. up. I'll say Usher has some but, bangers. I'm not going to say, like, yeah, if it's Usher not from the genres I love, I hate it. That's false. That's stupid. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I listen to, there's some, there is some country songs I listen to that I fucking love. Or, like, grassroots folk, yeah, whatever same. you, you want to break it down as. Um, yep. Yeah. But I would say, like, yeah, I like... I think that's... Sorry, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, like, I think through through time, I mean, I've kind of branched out to every type of genre. Like, I think if you were to look at my iPod back in, you know, two or three years ago, I probably had songs from every single genre on there, and I probably loved all of them, right? So, I, I don't know. Back then, I probably couldn't break down into one genre that no. I liked. Because, I mean, I had, I definitely had, like, some country. Like, I probably had, like, Toby Keith. I probably had Snoop. I probably had, like, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent. And then I probably had, like, Nickelback. Yes, I like Nickelback back then. So what? It's okay. <laughs> Fight me. The, the, me- the memes exist, <laughs> but they sold like platinum records, then, so it's hard to argue with yeah, facts. Yeah, exactly. At least some people exactly. like it. Absolutely. And then I also had like Green Nickel- Day. And Nickelback is like- the kind of stuff that they'd blare through like stadium speakers in like a stop and play in hockey, and you don't hate it. Oh, definitely. It. No. So like you You're know, so wrong. I mean, I I get it. I understand why people started to hate on it. It's because everything kind of sounds the same. All their music, the same thing about Metallica. The same. Like that's true. <laughs> that is true. But yeah, so I think I don't think I could be tied down to one genre. But I think right now, if I had to pick a favorite genre, it would definitely be the like the folky type alternative rock whatever you want to call it that type of music yeah for sure yeah yeah because yeah, i mean I, I like i'll say like i like rock and i like metal and i like punk i fucking jam to some edm 
but I usually have to be yeah, in the mood absolutely. for absolutely. Yes, it all depends on mood, and I think that's the big thing with music. I think it's it music is all about the mood. Yeah, there's uh, there's actually a lot of classic rock I listen to, but it's usually like the mood I would say for that is determined, and this paper needs to be done by tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's fair. It's like. But I have this like set list that I listen to, and there's very minimal lyrics. It's just like bass pounding techno or EDM, and like they have all these like pretentious names on it. And I won't name the the group. I love them, but like I won't name. It's these like uh, DJs that put together playlists, and they always have like pretentious names like pestilence or like <laughs> like disillusion. And it's like I don't oh, fucking yeah. care. Just fucking. Burst my eardrums with some bass while I work on writing this yeah. thing. Absolutely. And I think for me, back when I was in high school, again, um, I was really like, into cars. You failed and went back? Yeah, when I went back the second time. No. Oh, you said kidding. high school but, again. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you do like did you do like 13 again or whatever? 17 again? Yeah. Did yeah. You, that, did you do happened. a Zac Efron? Yeah. I did it. Yeah, Holy I wish shit. I I wish I turned into Zac Efron. That'd be cool. Anyway, when I in high school, I was really into cars, so I would put. Well, one of my friends had like you know the subwoofers, and they turn up the music real loud, and the car bangs and just you know those annoying people driving down the road. Yeah, but like when you're in the car, and that bass is going, and you feel that through your body. And you're listening to like something sick, like something so cool. Barbie Snoop. Girl. <laughs> Man, listen, Barbie Girl bangs. <laughs> Dude, when I didn't have my own music and I like borrowed shit from my sister, I listened to Barbie yeah. Girl on repeat and I'm not ashamed. I, re- I remember me and you listening to Barbie Girl <laughs> together. <laughs> I remember that being a thing. <laughs> Dude, we did some weird stuff together over the years. We did. But that's okay. I'm, gonna, I'm sure that it'll all come out as we're doing this podcast. Welcome to the Fulgrim episode. <laughs> we talk about the questionable past of our two hosts. Hey, Tyler, you remember that time that I injured my dick and I still invited you to come over to hang out? And I had my pants around my ankles the whole time we hung out because I, quote unquote, too much pressure on my dick from yep. my pants was causing extreme pain. And you were super cool about it. While I was actively yeah, trying I mean, to hey. weird you out with gay chicken. That's it. That's man. the kind of friendship we have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if your dick's out, that's it. Who cares? Who was out? Hang out with you. <laughs> I had boxers on, you fucking know. pervert. It could have been. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But yeah, no. We're definitely, like, this podcast is definitely going to shine some light on our sketchy past, for sure. Sketchy past. <laughs> Serious homoeroticism. <laughs> I, I do, to take it back, that guy that said like the ultra gay stuff about Fulgrim, that was, to the best of my knowledge, I was paraphrasing him. I wasn't saying anything was gay, and I wasn't saying it as like a an adjective for good or bad. People sometimes yeah. think Fulgrim comes off as gay, like his like love for Ferris Manus borders on like gay. Instead yeah. of just like a platonic whatever, uh, but right. I don't like I don't give a shit about any of that. Like I'm not, not scared of gay people. I'm not scared of homosexuality. Gay shit's awesome. Who cares? I was literally telling Tyler right before this <laughs> podcast. 
I was going to uh, take food coloring to dye some of my empty rum bottles so that I'd have a huge, awesome rainbow display behind my bar set, and I can't wait <laughs> to have that done. Yeah, it's going to be sick. We're going to post a picture of it on our uh, on our Instagram. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Can't wait for Pride Month. And there goes um, the bad pet of our audience. Thank God they're gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? All those uh, All those Trump supporters. Welcome back, gay kids. You're welcome on the podcast. You gay, you want an interview? Come on the podcast. Yeah, there you go. I'll interview your rainbow-colored socks off. God, I hate that when we talk over each other. I have no idea what you said. I know. It's so hard because we're so – the audio is so delayed sometimes. We're probably going to cut I don't remember what I said. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that's okay. We'll add it in at some point. It's no big deal. <laughs> Inclusivity. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, like I said, I, I mean, I don't know what your favorite song is right now, but that's fine. You said, like, you're metal and you're, you said, what's your favorite song? Do you have a guess? Do I have a guess? Uh, to be fair, I didn't guess for uh, you. So I if you want to say no contest... Nah. That's fine. I have no idea. There's there's like millions of songs. So I don't think I, don't I can narrow it down, down great. Um, I know What's Her Name by Green Day would be on there for sure. Um, okay. Then probably Zombie what? and either the metal cover by that guy from Frog Leap Studios or the original. Oh, okay, yeah, I yeah, yeah. fucking love Zombie. Um, yeah, you sent me that recently. That was really good. It is really good. And a lot of his songs, I find, like, it's too much. It's too over the top. But I felt like he did a good job of it. Um, And then probably something like In Hell, I'll Be In Good Company. Okay. Nice. I mean, we're probably, like, coming to an end of this episode right now. But uh, I do have a very important question. Um, So as, as our listeners probably know, we definitely developed a list of questions and topics before we start the podcast so that we would have something to go off. Okay? So as I was looking through it, I found a really good question that you kind of you put in there. Oh, no. And so I'm going to ask you this question right now. I might have been drunk. Okay? I might be drunk now. <laughs> the question is, the question is, what is the best song to shit to? <laughs> that was supposed to be that? deleted. <laughs> Do you have an answer for that question? Yes. <laughs> okay, now we have to hear it. Because I don't. I racked my brain for hours today trying to come okay, up with Okay, so we put that in the <laughs> boys chat. Or sorry, Daddy and the boys chat. Um, <laughs> and I basically had to remove it because I disgusted Daddy and one of the other boys. <laughs> but I think it's hilarious. I think it's a great question. I think it's a good question too, but there was so much backlash that I was like, I felt compelled <laughs> to remove it. But okay, do you know I know what I thought when? Okay, so I, I this is great because I have to pee so bad. I'm literally dancing back and forth on my feet. Um, <laughs> so this ties in. Uh, so I enjoy doing this to bother uh, my partner because. She hates it when I when I sing, and I usually don't play music to do it too. I just do it a cappella. Um, nice. <laughs> and I will say, the best song to do it to is if, you, especially if you can find the music, is 
my pussy my crack versus uh, Thomas the Tank Engine theme song. <laughs> do it now, do it, guys! This pussy just like you should come out. <laughs> you do that. And you oh my god! Pass well, that's no perfect. Time. That's. You you nailed it. You hit the nail right on the head there. That was a perfect song. Also, if you haven't heard it before, Thomas the Tank Engine versus My Neck, My Back is perfect. I always said it was Missy Elliott. I don't think it's Missy Elliott. I think I was wrong every time. And my <laughs> YouTube search engine was like, don't worry, I got you, fam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean this one? I don't think don't worry Missy about Elliott. it. <laughs> well, no, because Missy Elliott would flip it down, wrap it down, and reverse it. It's ripping them on, yeah. yuck yum up. It's ripping exactly. them down, yuck yum up. That's good. Right? We're going to do an album. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> You're going to sing lead vocals, because that was beautiful. Oh, I'm vocals and drums, the hardest combination. Yeah, there you go. Don't at me about fucking... Right. <laughs> uh, what's his name from the Tarzan trans soundtrack? <laughs> Alright, well... I'm I guess gonna we fucking probably piss myself. I'm gonna end the episode. Alright. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. So we got to say thanks to Saban for the use of their song, Youth Don't. You can find intro. it wherever they play good music. Yeah, free archive music. And thanks to your friend for doing our logo, or for our artwork, sorry. It was free music Does archive. Instagram or anything? It's Karina can... Howe. Yeah. A-U. Karina Howe. Okay, cool. A-U, okay. Karina Howe. And we'll probably include her Instagram handle in our... I told you to put her in the description. Yeah, I didn't put this yet, so don't worry about it. Okay. All right, well, thanks, thanks for arcling by. Thanks for joining in this week, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'm Mike. All right, go pee, Mike. All right. <laughs>